The Big 12 Big Monday preview and college basketball picks and preview for Tuesday, January 30th on the Big 12 Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download that Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com, code SGPN, to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head over to Cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Promo code SGPN for 10% deposit today. And there are a few days left in the month of January. Get over there to the merch store. 15% off with the promo code simply playoffs. everybody to the big 12 college experience part of the sports gambling podcast network monday january the 29th a couple hours away from big monday in the big 12 first up we got uh, an acc matchup with the virginia tech Hokies, duke blue devils go check out our college basketball experience episode where we broke down each and every game per usual for monday january 29th but this is uh the big 12 experience we're diving into the big Monday matchup, and we're also diving into Tuesday slate because the openers are out. If you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And joining me on the Big 12 College Experience, you guys know him. He's he's a walking contradiction. He was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa. He lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He is the co-host of the Ryan and Rush Show, a.k.a. Rambling Rush. Rush, what's up, man? How are you? Have Doing pretty well. Getting it, getting excited for for another week in the Big Twelve, as as we've talked about before, right? These these week games, especially now that Big Monday's back, it's it's yes. all about who wants to show up midweek, especially those who are not at home. You got these midweek road trips coming up for obviously half the league. So, hey, I think we're in for for an interesting week. Last last games in January too. We all know what happens when the clock strikes February. So, last chance to to keep these early leads going before. Um, anything can happen in February. Anything can happen in February. Shout out to the chat alive and well, but hey, third man in the box. You guys see him with his dog right now, Tibbles. He is a green mowing weed growing six times in champ. You guys know him as the Big 12 guru, Troy Tuning. What's up, man? Did you, uh, did you have a uh, lazy Sunday Yeah, uh, yesterday? I did. Pretty I, I lazy. Did. I could do anything after that Saturday marathon show. Yeah, the I don't think I woke up until and actually got out of bed until about ten thirty or eleven, which for me is four and a half yes. hours later than I'm usually up and going. <clears throat> uh, yeah, the marathon on Saturday was fun. The uh, the chat complaining about my running water in the background when we're getting two and a half inches of rain over two hours was was pretty funny. Uh, man, it's like the one day you get a break, you got to watch the dumbest football coach of all time throw everything away when the lions should be in the super bowl here. But oh, I know, God. I know I saw, I saw your tweet about it talking about taking the field goal in the second half. But if you're not going to like, if you're going to kick that field goal before halftime with a timeout in your back pocket, 
why wouldn't you then just like if you're going to go the conservative route, you can't switch back. That's the thing that that, that got me. If he if he would have if he would have gone for it before halftime and then went for it twice in the second half, I'm cool with that. But not much of a break. Get to watch the uh, the two teams that everybody thought in the beginning of the year would be in the Super Bowl make <laughs> it to the Super Bowl, yeah. and everyone's acting all surprised like they're ending up there. So a little bit of a break, but uh, right back to the grind here. Big Monday, nine o'clock game. Won't be getting to bed anytime early tonight either. So hope hope the lines on the greens tomorrow morning aren't as like crooked as they would have been if I had to do them on Sunday. Uh, Rush, your take on the Lions uh, approach I know you and I see eye to eye on Context matters, man Take the fucking points I I don't know why coaches don't want points Like this is not This is just a theme we see Just And it's not just the Lions And the NFC Championship game We've seen it all this You know, covering Big 12 sports We saw it this, this past fall We've seen it It's just there was once a time in the NFL where like, if you went for it on fourth down and everyone kind of stopped what they were doing, like, it was like, Oh my gosh, like you're going for it on fourth. Down. Like this is just, and now it's like, Oh my gosh, you're not going for it on fourth. Down. We, we've really seen in the past 20 years, the game of football just really go from this grinded out conservative play win 14, 17 to just all hell breaking loose. I guess it's just a game of finesse. Now it's a game of, numbers just numbers and it, it's funny because even though that's happening you know scoring's down year after year it's you know quarterbacks are getting hurt more than ever before and it, it's it's completely lopsided now so anyway i digress i don't well, yeah actually to stay on the same topic i do kind of want to rant here um the raven's best player is their fucking field goal kicker and the fact that you don't you don't take that into account at all when when you get into Justin Tucker's field goal range, the Ravens could have won that game by simply just crossing the forty yard line and deciding to kick a field goal or running the fucking ball. <laughs> and even <laughs> even with like that? Yeah. even with like three minutes and fifteen seconds left in the fourth quarter, and they end up you know attempting to score a touchdown and whatnot. You've got two timeouts and the two-minute warning. Kick the fucking field goal at three minutes and 20 seconds left. Kick the ball off and let your defense that hasn't allowed jack shit in the whole second half to get you the ball back. Oh, it just – I don't know. It's like the coaches don't realize that two field goals is the same thing as a touchdown. Like, I understand the extra point exists, but for all intents and purposes, you can get six points on two trips. That's the same as scoring a touchdown and then coming up empty-handed on the next one. So, oh. Well, hey, this is the Big 12 experience, and both starting quarterbacks are Big 12 members. Patrick Mahomes, former Texas Tech Red Raider quarterback. Brock Purdy, former uh, Iowa State Cyclone quarterback. So we will have a Big 12 winner. Um, I know we Of all the good quarterbacks to come out of this league, you just had to know that it was going to be Mahomes and Purdy that ended up in the Super Bowl head-to-head, right? No doubt, no doubt. That's why. That's why the big Sam Bradford's out there somewhere. Like I could have been as good as Jared Goff if I had an <laughs> offensive coordinator that just told me to dump it and hit some crossers. I could have made it. There's a lot of quarterbacks that I think would well, wish that they were Brock Purdy's shoes, but they're not. And shout out to Brock Purdy; he had a good second half. But it's, we're talking hoops here on the hardwood. Uh, recap real quick. I know we went through each and every game on Saturday night. Uh, recap where we're at standings wise, almost at the midway point. Um, Texas Tech leads away in solo first place at five and one. Houston, Iowa State sitting at five and two. KU 
TCU, K State four and three, Baylor three and three, BYU three and four, Oklahoma and Cincinnati and Texas and UCF all at three and four. So we have five three and four teams. West Virginia two and five, Oklahoma State one and six. Rush, if you had to pinpoint the biggest surprise team through six slash seven games so far, Texas Tech. Do you have another candidate? TCU. I, yeah. I've been really impressed with with TCU this this year. Uh, I've talked about this multiple times that I really didn't know what we were going to get this year with them. Um, I said similar with Kansas State. Kansas State, we have their identity, but TCU, they're especially with their messed up, you know, home court. We talk about they're proven now that they can win on the road as well. I mean, this is this is a team we actually saw that was very decent to start off Big Twelve play last year. And then kind of, you know, fell a little bit. And then just, you know, we didn't really hear, hear from them again. Uh, but I, I think this team looks more consistent than they did this time last year. I I, I don't think they're going to hit that that cliff that they did. I think they're, they've proved that they're here to stay. And I think, you know, if they can really get it going in February, as we were kind of talking about earlier on this episode, I they, they definitely can do a lot. And, and we've seen it March Madness time when you're hardest – you know, people get to March Madness, teams get to March Madness, and that's their hardest time of year. You know, for the Big 12 teams, it actually might be their easiest time of year because they're, you know, they're not playing each other. So I'd be curious to see how a team like TCU can can respond. Maybe they play, maybe they're like Kansas State last year where they get to that Elite Eight spot. So curious to see how they they continue to go. But I've been very impressed with them so far. When it comes to the uh, the surprise team on the impressive side for me, uh, also Iowa State. I know we hinted at them being a little bit better at scoring the basketball this year, but they are significantly better at scoring the basketball. And it's, I mean, it's keeping them in games that they probably wouldn't have won last year, and it's and it's helping them like cover games that they wouldn't have covered last year as well. So Iowa State has surprised me. I think on the other side, Baylor is pretty surprisingly. Uh, I don't know, pussies. I don't know how else to put it. Like you not grinding, not being able. I mean, you got to expect you're going to have a few of those games in the big 12 and to just be look like you're completely unprepared to have any kind of like pushback or anything throughout games. Pretty surprising from a Scott Drew squad. Um, Maybe the guys just don't really gel that well. I'm not, I'm really not sure, but there's, there's obviously something there that is, uh, it's almost just on the effort level that's keeping them from, you know, having a win or two more, which is one or two extra losses in the Big 12 could really set you up for some kind of failure when it comes to March. If you if you end up with like a six seed and you should have been a three or a four, you get right into the madness right away in the first round. With how they're playing right now, Baylor would be a prime uh, first round or second round upset candidate for me right now to to get beat by a team that has any kind of continuity or maybe like an older rostered mid-major team can can get them to grind and Baylor just doesn't look ready for it. So on the, on the bad surprising side, I would say Baylor. I I agree 100% with both of what you guys said. And, and to Rush's point, if TCU could get a better draw, I thought last year they got fucked on that draw where yeah. they had to play Gonzaga and Drew Timmy in the second round. They were in the region with Kansas and UConn. If they get a better draw, I mean, they we saw them. They almost beat Arizona the year before and – Troy, I'm with you, man. Baylor's soft again. They and that's why they petered out in the in the round of 32. They kind of feel like they're trajecting on that uh that uh 
that that route right now again because they 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 don't defend and that's why they can't close out these games unless they're playing the newcomers. But we'll see. Baylor uh, has a week or they play on Wednesday night, so we'll see how the Baylor Bears bounce back from three losses now instead of two. But first, we got to talk Big Monday. But before that, even we have to talk about. Hall of Fame bets, because you can win bigger by betting smarter with Hall of Fame bets. Um, sorry, with underdog fantasy. I'm all over the place. You know, so they update it every Monday, and it, the the ad is changing as, as I was going. So sorry, underdog fantasy. You can play alongside your favorite uh, players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower with uh, your favorite uh, stats and cash in and, and you can win a hundred times with some nice spicy plays, baby. Troy, you've been giving out winners left and right. What do we got on the underdog fantasy? Uh, front our, right uh, our, our Arthur Kaluma, Hunter Dickinson play. Arthur Kaluma couldn't get one more free throw for us to hit that one. So we missed out on that one by half of a point, but uh, we do have a spicy pick in, in tonight's game. I'm going with uh, Max Asmus. Asmus lower on the 15 and a half points. I don't really see too many guys blowing up in this game. I think it's going to be a bit of a rock fight. I know they have the over-under set at like 130 and a half, so they're not really expecting too much scoring. And with Houston's defense, I kind of like the Asmus under 15 and a, or lower than 15 and a half. And I'm also going with LJ Cryer higher than one and a half steals. It's a spicy play, and I think the uh, the active hands of Houston is going get, to get, get into some of the passing lanes and maybe knock a few balls loose for Texas. So those two together is 3.75 to 1. So it's a little bit, a little bit more juice than the normal 3 to 1 on the, uh, on the two-way play. So we got a, a little bit of a bonus here. We need a couple of steals from LJ Cryer. All right, I like it. Get over there, make your picks, maybe make a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website. Underdog Fantasy, promo code TCESGPN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy, promo code TCESGPN. Shout out to the chat. Hey, fucking relax, Jamie. All right, we're getting to the fucking game. You got, you know, you got to get fucking paid every now and then. And we're recapping to set the stage for round number eight slash nine in this league. Let's go right into it, baby. Big Monday, tip it off here in less than five hours. The Houston Cougars are headed to Austin. Texas, op- or sorry, Houston opened as a five and a half point favorite. It's down to four and a half. There's still five out there somewhere. We'll pick it on the show at four and a half because that's what I'm seeing consensus line. Texas, so I obviously, everybody knows where I'm at because I picked it last night and I also tweeted out my workout play of the day. I just got done working out it, so it's no secret I'm on the Longhorns tonight. Uh, Another desperation spot. They've been good as a dog in this role lately. They're back against the wall against Oklahoma. One outright, it's like a five-point dog. Five-point dog against Cincinnati, one outright. And then obviously the Baylor game was a pick or whatever in a game they needed to have. They, They found a way to win that. I think at home... This place is going to be rocking for, for Houston's one game in there. Obviously, a top-five team in the road in this league. Houston's won four in a row. This is their third game in six days as well, coming over from Provo, then back home. Now they got to go over to Austin. I think Texas is, has, is going to be right there to win the game. I think their size and athleticism on the front line bothers them. Um, Memphis bothered 
Houston for all those years in, in the AAC, Texas with the Sioux, Mitchell up front. Uh, give me the Longhorns and sprinkle some on the money line. I, I think Houston's Houston's not the same team away from uh, away from home. So I'm on the Longhorns, Troy. I know you're on the Cougs. Oh yeah the uh, the one thing I was looking at was some of the past Baylor Texas games to see how LJ Cryer played. He only played him twice in the three years that he played at Baylor, which is kind of insane to look back and see. But I know. One of the years the season got cut off in March because of the cough-cough after the Chiefs beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So we have that to look forward to possibly in two weeks if Brock <laughs> Purdy can't save the world from Pat Mahomes. But uh, You see, we got to yeah. match up if, if the Chiefs fucking win again. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, I do think your your value bets on this one are, are definitely the Texas money line. Um, but – for Houston to have one chance at the Longhorns, I know it's in Austin. I could see this being a Kelvin Sampson special, and maybe even maybe they even hold Texas under that like fifty-seven point mark or something like that. I uh, I'm laying it with Houston, um, and I think I think that the five and the four is the you won't see it move. I mean, we only have a few more hours, but lots of money on Texas already. Moved it down pretty quickly right upon release. Mm-hmm. Um, still kind of moving down. I know we see a lot of fives, maybe some four and a half still. But this seems like a, uh, a snapback to reality spot for Texas. I think some of the teams that Texas has gotten aren't quite as good defensively as Houston, and that might cause a bit of trouble. The only way that Texas wins this game is if Dylan DeSue goes off, but we have seen that happen. So it, w- it really wouldn't be surprising. I just think that it's safer to lay the points with Houston. I th- This bet for me is, I definitely understand where both of you are coming from, right? Uh, the, the pro-Texas side of it is they just got beat bad in Provo. They're looking to flush that loss out the door, uh, down the toilet. It's, you know, they're at home against Houston. The only time that they'll be home in the Big 12 and play Houston. So there's a, ri- a lot riding on it, Texas, especially Texas. Obviously, Houston, as Ryan was saying, too, they're, it's their third game in six days. It's they, They've been going on a winning streak lately. Their defense obviously has been solid. Uh, but I think this is more about, you know, one, a system play, right? Take the four and a half points with Texas, of course, them being home against a ranked team. To Houston, obviously, and Kansas have to play this Saturday. And I just, I think this is the game where you kind of see Houston's wheels fall off a bit, and then they get right. And you know, it's a rock fight against Kansas this this coming Saturday. But I'm definitely taking the the points with Texas here. Four and a half is too many. A home a home team here. You you think they're going to bounce back? They need to. Um, so yeah, I'm on, I'm on Texas too, unfortunately. But uh, Kennedy is on Houston. I think the I think the look ahead would matter a little bit more if this was a Super Tuesday or a Wednesday night matchup compared to being on a Monday almost a full week away from the weekend. So maybe a little bit of that angle is there. I know they're worried about Kansas, but once you get to this point in the Big 12, there's really no look aheads, especially for the good teams. That, I mean, everybody else has already caught a loss that they probably shouldn't have. So... I mean, if Houston wants to show that they're 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 a Final Four team, they should be able to go on the road and beat Texas. I know that it's not Stillwater, but it's still it's still not like going to the fog or something like that. So, I think this is the one on the back to back road spots. They got to get one of these two games. 
Yeah, because uh, the the fog the fog's going to be interesting on Saturday with Houston going in there because Kansas most likely will be either tied or one back of Houston, and we know the history of the fog. But all right, so we're split uh, two on Texas, two on Houston. Let's get over to this game. This game has got some fucking juice now with, with the way these two teams are playing. Texas Tech, like I said, first place in the league going to Fort Worth. Them frogs are laying four and a half with Jamie Dixon and company. Texas Tech is fucking red hot, clearly, because they keep on keep on keeping on, as, as, as they say. Uh, they just beat BYU at home in, in a nice comeback spot. They then went to Norman in a game that they kind of were outplayed. They came back from, what, six, seven down with uh, three minutes left. On the other side, TCU is coming off back-to-back road wins. Back to the rubber court. Um, I I kind of struggle with this one, but then I also had that vision of Oklahoma when they were riding high into TCU, um, and, and TCU was laying this exact same number. And I think just on the back-to-back games, the only concern, I'll, I'm on TCU, and I'm getting into why I'm in TCU matchup-wise. I think their size, athleticism, wears down Texas Tech. The only concern for me is they're off a triple overtime game on Saturday. And the teams that have been off the overtime games have not been that good the next game. But I still like the spot because Texas Tech is in first place. They're catching points. They're catching this many points. I like TCU on that fucked up rubber court. Uh, I, I think they I think they grind this one down. I, I think they, they make shots better there. So I'll lay it with TCU here in a letdown spot for Texas Tech and almost like a scheduled loss, in my opinion. I mean, they got the split on the road trip. I think they, they let down here. Give me TCU, lay the four and a half. I really like TCU here. Um, they get back-to-back homes. They get to play Tech, and then they get to play Texas afterwards. Uh and I think the biggest difference for almost the, like you were talking about the the Oklahoma game going to TCU. I think the Oklahoma Texas Tech game shows you what what would have happened if Oklahoma had Jamie Dixon as a coach. Is they win that game by probably seven or eight points. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go straight up with that as the handicap. Jamie Dixon is a better coach than Porter Moser, and I think the four and a half is it's gonna be a sweat, but I do think they cover it. I'm laying the points. Yeah, I really like TCU here as as the home team. The four and a half doesn't scare me. I'm laying the points with you guys as well. I do agree with you, Ryan. This does feel like a scheduled loss for Texas Tech, especially the way that they've been playing lately. Um, you know, and then they'll get right back on track again this weekend. But I, I, for everything you guys say, I completely agree. I think this is this is the old home team, um, and TCU's rolling. I do have concerns like you, Ryan, about the the three overtimes on Saturday, but sometimes when that happens, you kind of just roll right into the next game and then, you know, get all your rest uh, until you play again Saturday. So uh, Kennedy is on TCU as well. All four of us. Boom. All righty. We are Uh on. Quad lock. Uh oh. We're, we're all four. Hey, it worked with fading. BYU last week, though. So. <laughs> all four of us are fading the first place solo Texas Tech Red Raiders catching four and a half. Let's go, baby. This is a foxhole with us four. I think actually Texas Tech will probably be the public side just because everybody's going to see that they're in first place. So TCU lay the number here. Uh, real quick, if, if you want to battle, get over there. Cut, cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S. based and illegal in 40 states. Head over to cut.com, K-U-T-T.com, 
and use that promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Hey, and now we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines, research all NFL, NBA with historical data and stats. Stop betting in that dark and join over 30,000 users with Hall of Fame Bets who craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. And get over there, download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with the Hall of Fame Bets. And, of course, the SGPN merch store is 15% off everything in the end of the month. Promo code PLAYOFFS. you got two days. Support the college experience. Come on. We're the best show on this network. And get over there and throw us a bone. All righty. Looking forward to this one because kind of the opposite of the previous game. These two teams have lost two in a row. K-State dropped back-to-back road games. Got fucking drilled at Houston. I mean, everybody's getting drilled at Houston. It's not even it's not even embarrassing if you get drilled at Houston anymore. Um, they also lost um, earlier in the week. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on who they lost in the in midweek? Who did K State lose to? They lost to Iowa State and Farmageddon State. Mm-hmm. when Tang fucking lost his mind and started falsely accusing them of uh, filming the bench. <laughs> which, by the way, is a joke. I mean, I like Drum Tang, but. If that's not true, you can't just falsely fucking claim that shit. That's especially in this day and age with fucking stallions in Michigan, because everybody loses their fucking mind. So Tang is in the wrong there. Still like Tang as a coach, but that's bullshit on his part. Uh, on the other side of things, Oklahoma dropped two home games at Texas at Texas Tech. I feel like a square here, but how the fuck do I take Oklahoma on the road in Manhattan? When t- well, you when don't. T- yeah. yeah, you can't. I, I, like, you don't. I understand they're they're going to be desperate as hell, but so is K-State, and I'm not fading Tang at home. He's lost, what, one Big 12 home game in two years, and that was the Texas, the team that went to the Elite Eight last year, and a game where they blew a 15-point lead. I'm, I'm, I'm never fading K-State at home. Uh, there's yeah. just that's a system play, and all I got to do is, is lay one and a half. I feel like they may win by one. They always win. So if you are a little worried about K State winning the game by one, just take the money line. It's probably at what minus one fifteen, minus one twenty. Uh, K State has so many close wins over the years, but I'm not gonna get cute and say Oklahoma plus one and a half, and I think K State wins by one. The odds of that happening are very small, but watch Oklahoma banks in a three at the buzzer to down four to lose by one. But uh, I'll lay it with K State. I, I just I'm not I'm not fading Tang at home. Yeah, you uh, you lay this for the sake of how we pick games, but if I mean whoever you're betting on in this game, you just play the money line and agreed. There's no way that you can fade the octagon of doom here, especially after after Oklahoma kind of did the same thing, collapsed a little bit in an away spot. Uh, I mean, I, I think the lay is easy. I think the money line is even easier for Kansas State, but it just there's not going to be too many teams that go into the octagon and can get a win anyways. Nevertheless, kind of a team that's reeling a little bit. I know that the desperation angle has something to do with it, but probably not here. Uh, I would, I think it's much more likely that Kansas state would win this game by eight points than it would be to see Oklahoma win the game by, you know, that seven or eight number. So I would just take the money line, but I'll lay the points with Kansas state here too. So both these teams, obviously two losses in a row, one team 
Oklahoma lost two home games. Kansas State lost two away games. We've talked about this time and time again. You can lose your away games in the Big 12. You cannot be losing your home games. And this was a lot of our concerns going into Big 12 play. Who were the two teams that we talked about that we were worried and felt like they were overranked? It was BYU and Oklahoma. BYU's hanging on by a thread, but Oklahoma, they're kind of starting what could be a potential skid, right? Is you, you Especially two home games in a row. I'm I'm with you guys. I'm taking Kansas State here. This this seems easy to me. I I think Oklahoma can lose, stumble into three in a row. Be curious now that you know they're at UCF again on Saturday. Especially if you lose this game, you know that's going to be desperate desperation there. Uh, but and, and uh, you know we we got to see if Oklahoma can prove us any differently right now. Uh, but I'm I'm with you guys, Kansas State. And the uh, the look ahead spot for Kansas State is actually going on the road to Stillwater here after this game because then they have Kansas after that in the old wildflower matchup of the year. Uh, so I don't know. I think if Kansas State is able to grind this game out and they win a close one, it, they're almost a fade candidate in Stillwater. Yeah, I well, and then I think if Oklahoma loses, then you got to pick them against UCF, losing four. Yeah, in a row. yeah That's or desperate. or. We've seen this with Mosier in the Big 12 slate where yeah, it the just big slide. Yep. I mean, it, all of a sudden, one, two losses become six, seven losses. Yeah, you're right. All of a sudden, they're on the bubble. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of a team that's lost, had lost six in a row, they got their first win against our West Virginia Mountaineers. They're going to the fog. Um, Kennedy's on Kansas State. By I, the way. I was just, I was getting ready yeah. to say. So we have a, we have a system play with TCU and K State so far. All four of us. Purple parlay. Purple parlay. Honestly, guys, I don't have a lot of feel in this game. I kind of want to take the points because I just I don't think Kansas is in fuck you mode right now with Houston on deck. I think they're going to win, but I see it kind of being like that Missouri non-conference game where they kind of let up a little bit. Uh, I, I, I actually thought they played well on Saturday. I know they lost, but it wasn't like they, they lost by 30 and, and Bill Self's fucking reaming that team. I thought Bill... Bit and just watching Bill's presser, he was like, "We just got beat in, in Hilton because they made fucking eight threes to start the second half, and they shot out of their minds." I actually am going to take the points in the fog here, and say Kansas wins by ten to twelve, and then Bill's going to get after his team headed into the Houston game. I, I think I think he almost kind of wants them to play poorly in this game, so it's an all-out effort against Houston in the fog on Saturday. I um. I'm surprised that this line's not bigger. Uh, that's I was too. I thought it'd be like fucking 18 and a half. Yeah, that's kind of the scary part for me. I mean, you can almost guarantee that Oklahoma State's not going to shoot as well as an Iowa State team that's just making everything. Uh, I'm going to lay the points here, though. I think this is the uh, uh, the Warren Buffett investment strategy that cost me again last week, but you have to stick with it. As the stock keeps going down, you just continue to accumulate more. <laughs> so I'm laying it with Kansas. I think, uh, I think Oklahoma State's just not a great basketball team, and compared to who Kansas has losses to, those teams also all beat Oklahoma State. I mean, not Dub V, but... They kept them from covering. So I think the talent level here is just a little bit too much. And uh, I'll say Kansas wins by 15. We get it. We get it from the hook. And real quick to note, uh, they just played on what? January 16th. So what? Two weeks ago from uh, 
tomorrow, Kansas won 90 to 66. So that actually has been the one Kansas blowout. Rush? Yeah, this so I know your point, Ryan. I understand your point, right? Sometimes you need to lay into a team before a big game, which obviously Kansas has against Houston this coming weekend. However, this it's been a little rough for Kansas lately. There's been a lot of questions, of course. Their bench, how deep are they? Is Dickinson, is he gotten soft or you know, continues to play soft? Can he toughen up a bit? And I think sometimes too, you do want the reverse of this where before you play a team like Houston, you want to see yourselves play a complete game to know you're capable of, to find two things, to get things right. I, I know we've been waiting around. I do agree where I don't have the greatest feeling one way or another. I'm just more curious how this is going to play out. But I'd like to think that this Kansas 20-point win is going to come up here soon where they kind of take off from there. Uh, as we know, Saturday is the start of February when you know a Kansas team starts to take off. Uh, we're seeing it with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? You know, have a kind of an ugly regular season, just get there and then find your stride. But I think they want to end January on a good note. I think they want to play a complete game before they play Houston. I think this one's going to mean a little more than it normally would. Oklahoma State, obviously, coming off the unfortunate win against uh, West Virginia. So they got their win, and, you know, now they may just kind of be like, all right, well, we got our Big 12 win, and, you know, they may lay down for this one. So. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas here. And so uh, Kennedy's on OK State. All right. Also to note in that that first Oklahoma State-Kansas game, all five starters for Kansas, double figures. Yeah, that was a beatdown. I'm surprised that they beat him down like that in Stillwater. Um, that that was uh, Furphy's game. Furf, that was when he really came onto the scene. And then, of course, they took a loss in Morgantown. Years, you know, this show had it called. Uh, all right. Let's go over to lock and dog time. Um, give me the tang gang for my lock. Yep. Give me, give me the tang gang. This might be a unanimous lock, actually. Rush. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll join the unanimous lock. I was gonna say the only. I mean, I, I would think about locking TCU, but Texas Tech has shown that they're they're a good enough basketball team that with that four and a half that. There's a big chance that that's a one or two point game. Um, yeah, I think the Kansas State lock is. The more and more I think about it, the more and more that it seems like it's going to be a five point game the whole time, and then kind of spread out to that eight right at the end. So we're locking K State. Rush. Yeah. Yep. I'm joining you guys. Wait. I think. It's All a right. Option. Let's give out some dogs. Uh, Purple parlay. Fuck the I, dogs. You know, I, I had Oklahoma State, but I'm not giving them out to win in the fog. No way. Like I said, I think that game's between 10 and 15. Tonight, we go horns up. Hook them. Give me the Longhorns against uh, against Houston here. Get a this would this would put them on the right side of the bubble headed into February. Give me uh, give me the Longhorns to pick off the Houston Cougs tonight. I don't really want to take Texas as a dog. And I don't know if any of the other dogs have much of a shot. I mean, I guess Oklahoma does, but I'm going to go ahead and alternate Kansas State to three and a half. Okay. I'm with you, Ryan. I, I think Texas wins tonight. Um, all right. Let's do it. Uh, for our money or our, uh, sorry, parlay. I picked Oklahoma State, but if you guys want to 
alt line TCU, K State, and Kansas. I can, I can, I can, I can be swayed onto the Kansas side if, if in case it is a twenty point beatdown. Is that what we want to do for a money line parlay? I mean, you got to at least put the two the purple team? teams in there that we locked, right? You got to yeah. go at yeah. least TCU and K State. So I think your best bet is to parlay those two as a as a two way play, and then parlay all three with Kansas at like 18 and a half, 17 and a half or something like that. Would you say TCU uh, six and a half? I, or seven and a half? I would, I would almost just take the four and a half with TCU and maybe put K state up. I don't know yeah. about alternate. I don't know about the alternate line against the number one team in the conference. Or, you know, we could just do the three home teams with, with the line. I That's a good parlay. That'll be what fucking five to one, six yeah. to one. Just take the normal line on them. Yeah, let me uh, let me let me plug this in right now. So if you take TCU, K State, and Kansas, all three home teams tomorrow, it's going to be around seven to one. My shit's not loading. It never loads. And shout out Chad G. Uh, we haven't even gotten to the Wednesday episode where we'll go over West Virginia, but he's uh, locking yeah. it in already. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're beating Cincinnati. Oh, oh we got yeah. a Russian up in here. Oh yeah, uh, drink vodka plus five ninety five because they're all minus one ten. So uh, it's basically six to one. TCU minus four and a half. K State minus one and a half. Oklahoma or sorry, Kansas minus fourteen and a half. Uh, we got two games on Wednesday that we'll, we'll we'll recap these games on Wednesday afternoon. So set your uh, set your calendar, set your reminders, set your work calendars, whatever the hell you need. Uh, but we got a lot going on Wednesday's games. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati comes to Morgantown in the Bob Huggins Bowl, and we got Baylor taking on UCF. Baylor and UCF. That'll that'll be a both teams need to win there too. So we'll pick those games on Wednesday. Recap these games. That's we a pussy party game. That's a big. Year. That's a pussy party game between UCF and Baylor. <laughs> yes, Troy, plug what what you got going on the rest of the evening. Or the watch. Uh, find me over on the X at Troy Tuning, just the full name. Um, not really much going on. It's one of the uh, way too windy to do anything. Fucking outside days. Uh, I got fucking weed plants I need to transplant that I'm just staring at right now. Uh, probably just eating leftovers, hanging out on the couch, putting videos of Tibbles up. Uh, he'll make he'll make his uh, Houston, Texas pick here on Twitter probably in about an hour. So uh, he's one and one right now. We did not get the Kansas State-Iowa State game, but looking to get back on the winning side for the dog, dog bets. And I'm sure he'll be on Texas because they're the dog, so... Yes. <laughs> Hook him. Uh, Rush, what we got going on, man? At Rambling Rush, Twitter and Instagram, the Ryan and Rush show will be another live edition at 6 o'clock uh, oh. tonight. So uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see some of you over there. Appreciate the support, everyone. Looking forward to Wednesday's show. Yeah, get on over there. Subscribe to the Ryan and Rush show. Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. Subscribe to the Big 12 Experience, the main sports gambling podcast network. He's at Troy Tuning. He's at Rambling Rush. I'm at Moneyline underscore Mac. That's all I got. Let's uh let's get on to Big Monday and then Super Tuesday tomorrow. See you guys on Wednesday. We are out of here. Doc must have been here for the Saturday night show knowing I was on mushrooms. <laughs>